This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Online Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper. What the hell was just that? Um, Miami beats Illinois 81-79, but they come out, get a 27-point lead within the first 15 minutes of the game. Within the first nine minutes, they had a 19-point lead. It was embarrassing from Illinois. Now, kudos to them in the second half. They come out, make a run at it, but it really only matters for the metrics. But what what was the coaching there? I mean, they were completely unprepared for this game, Derek. They also, where was the leadership for this game when you have that kind of run? Who steps up to stop the bleeding, gets everybody in line? You didn't have that on the court. Um, and then, you know, Miami's not that good. I thought the matchup was really good coming into this game, and they just were exploited everywhere. Didn't rebound well, didn't defend well, and obviously offense was terrible in the first half. What the heck happened there? Can't explain it. Can't explain it. You have a home game, national televised, ACC, Big Ten. No reason to not be up for this game and be ready and uh, well-rested at that. And as you mentioned, uh, there were some advantages for Illinois in the matchup down low. Miami was a terrible rebounding team. Illinois comes in as the best offensive rebounding team in the in the country uh, by the stats. And I, I don't know if they had two or three offensive rebounds in, in the first half. Uh, defensively, was atrocious. Just got killed on ball screens. Left shooters open. Uh, Vasilov destroyed them. It looked like Illinois hadn't seen a scouting report, uh, didn't make adjustments uh, coaching-wise, as you mentioned, and uh, no leader was there to step up and really take this team uh, and lead them and, and get them to, to play hard. And uh, for a team that was not shy about expectations in the preseason, uh, they sure laid down and folded in this one. Yeah, I mean, this team was all about, yeah, we're ready to break through, and you know they're embracing all these top half of the Big Ten, top 25 kind of expectations it feels like they got fat on that and they got fat on eating some cupcakes up for a couple weeks right like this is that we knew that wasn't real they weren't playing anybody and that's why i hated this schedule and the first two you know top you know high major opponents you've played have just crushed you i know arizona's mostly in the second half but they crushed you there uh and then against miami they come out and punch you in the mouth and you have no response to it this team needs some kind of re- – that, that's a reality check for them. That's not a great Miami team, right? They lost their first three high major uh, games by an average of almost 20 points per game. Uh, so Illinois, like, they need to come to Jesus moment at this point. And Brad Underwood's talking about bad shoot-arounds, bad practices leading into this one. That's alarming to me, Derek. After you have really a week off to get prepared for this one game, you know how much every game matters to an NCAA tournament resume. That's a lack of focus. Um, and obviously as a coach, you got to address it, and maybe you got to change some things about the way you approach your team. But as players, you got to have some kind of pride. And that's where Io DeSumo, step up. Trent Frazier, step up. Andres Feliz, step up and, and take control of this team. It feels like this team just isn't gelling, as you said, cohe- it's not very cohesive right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Io 
had four points in the first half, and we're just waiting for him to take over. If he's truly an NBA guard, which that's another conversation that we can really dive into. Uh, struggled in this game. I know he had some pull-up jumpers uh, later in the second half. But, yeah, it, it's surprising because Brad has raved so much about his culture and finally have the guys that I want in this locker room, and not only just from a culture and chemistry standpoint, but talent. This is a talented roster. I, I think you talked about it during the game to me. I, Illinois was a more talented team, were they not? And, and they didn't look like it weren't ready to play uh it's just it took you back to underwood's year one where they just were flat and just inexplicable the effort uh and that's really really concerning in a year three where there are high expectations and it's time for this team to win yeah i don't like the culture right now to be honest with you i think i think that's an issue right now and they got to figure it out it feels like there's some good kids on this team good talent honestly but it's just not clicking with them right now and brad underwood needs to figure it out with two top five opponents coming in great opportunities but also scary for where this team is at right now all right when we come back let's talk about some of the things underwood should do with this team or can do with this team and you brought up Jasumu and the nba and all that we'll talk about that but we do got to give a shout out to chris likes right i mean what a performance He's a little mighty mouse out there. Who is the kid a couple years ago that came in here? Keon Johnson from Winthrop. Shades of Keon Johnson. It was Keon Johnson. Uh, But also, I thought, you know... Uh, DJ Vasilovich was fantastic, but that's another scouting report thing, Derek. Like that's the one guy you can't leave open, and they left him open. And even for me, I'm not some basketball expert. The closeouts were awful. They were just lackadaisical. They bit on shot fakes too, but they, yeah, for him to have opportunities where he's getting wide open threes and almost a 44% three point shooter, that just doesn't make any sense. Where essentially two guys beat you. And you didn't double Chris Likes coming off ball screens. Uh, he was able to slice you up and get in the lane. He, I mean, he absolutely destroyed Trent Frazier in the first half. But uh, Vasilovich, to, to get catches and, and to also be able to hoist it up from three, uh, that just can't happen. All right, let's talk about some of those things Underwood needs to address when we come back. All right, Brad didn't go too heavy on his team after this. He knows he's got to keep these guys together and and can't let this one loss kind of balloon into something. But he obviously has things to address, and he put it on him as a a coach should. And, boy, he has not had a good start to the season with Arizona and Miami. What was most concerning from a coaching perspective for you, Derek? Lack of adjustments offensively in the first half. They turned the ball over a lot, and I asked Brad about it in the postgame. It looked in the second half, they did a lot more high ball screen, dribble flow, and that had a lot better results. I hated the spread in the first half. It's just really clunky. It's slow. There's no counters. Uh, It doesn't look like they are in rhythm at at all in that, and and it kind of leaves guys stagnant as well on the perimeter. It's just very predictable. So I'd say offensively, that's where I'm looking at. I was surprised that he didn't go, just simple. Because, look, you have talent with the guard to let them attack downhill off the ball screen and set up some shooters on the perimeter. It seems very simple. It's a John Gross offense, as we talked about. You and I have talked about this, and I think this is a big-picture thing. As a coach, you either recruit players to your system or you recruit talent and adjust the way you have to. It feels like Brad's trying to thread the needle here of doing a little bit of both when I feel like, yes, I think the John Gross system works a little better with this talent. You have three guards who can take it off the bounce, attack, spread it out to shooters. The spread seems so intricate, and these guys just don't respond to it, and you're not a good shooting team. So it doesn't seem to fit those guys very well. Yeah, that's where I said spread out to shooters. There aren't as many as you would like, obviously, but getting Kofi rolling to the rim uh, instead of sitting in the pinch post, I I would take that all day, every day. Uh, Same with Georgie. Uh, Georgie on the perimeter. 
perimeter and the spread just doesn't make sense to me. Some more high-low. We didn't see much of any of that tonight. Uh, Kofi did get his touches, scored 21, uh, 23 on the game. So uh, that was what went right. And then defensively, it didn't matter if you're running pack line principles, on the line, up the line. This team just continues to get killed off the dribble drive and the simple ball screen that just – it really showed some flaws that we talked about in the offseason concerns with Kofi and ball screen coverage, and then can Trent Frazier and Andres Felice stay in front of some some high level guards? Yeah, um, shouldn't this team be better at defense given the three guards though? You know what I mean? Like, or, or what do you think Underwood has to do because he's changed a lot of things? He's not going the high pressure. Do you go back to more of that? I mean, we saw some zone tonight worked for little increments. There's a good Miami shooting team, so I understand he didn't want to do it. So I know he was trying a little bit of everything, but what do you think works for this team? It's a good question. I know late they went full court pressure and Io got a steal and they, they tried to, to blitz some ball screens, but if you're not able to, to force some traps and, and get some steals, it can leave you vulnerable on the perimeter. Really, you would have liked to see them double likes as much as possible and still be able to account for Vasilovich and make somebody else beat you because it didn't seem like that they, they did that at all. And when likes just continued to slash in the lane, hit the pull-up jumper, uh, leave Kofi, you know, backpedaling, uh, and then also if Vasilovich is getting open threes anyway, uh, it's just a bad deal. I would assume it was a good player. You know, he has 14 or 12 points tonight, needed 14 shots to get there, had four assists. Um, he is not playing like an NBA first-round draft pick or maybe even a top 40 pick right now. What do you think is the issue there? feels like he's forcing some things at times. Brad talked about hero ball afterwards, thought a little bit about him. Turnovers have been a problem for him. Only had two tonight. I mean, most of the line of turnovers came in the first half. They had 10 of their 13 in the first half. What does he need to do to get going and feel comfortable? He's forcing, but I think he's also some of his flaws are just coming to light. You know, he was over four from three. Uh, this is a guy that back in high school we talked a lot about being a suspect shooter from three. And I think that from year then on, I mean, he's hovered around 30%. He hasn't been an adequate or even average three point shooter. And then he's not explosive off the floor. When he's in the half court, he's, he has a really hard time getting past people, and then he's not elevating over anybody. So that is something that you know they have to find a way to get him open shots. I thought he did a good job in the second half of finding those pull-ups, finding the, the two-point pull-ups, the mid-range game was good to him. Uh, but more floaters around the range, he's got to be more crafty around the rim because he's he's not getting foul calls because he doesn't you don't need to foul him. I was going to say he only had two free throw attempts. That's a guy you want getting six to eight free throw attempts a game because he can get to the rim, but when you can't elevate, people just have to hit the ball, like, right? They can just reach and get the ball. He's not been able to do that, so he, he's got to find that way. Like Felice can do it, right? He doesn't have a high vertical, but he's strong. He finds a way to get some space. And I know it's hindsight, but when it comes to those moments at the end of the game, I want Andres Felice with the ball in his hands. Uh, he makes good decisions with the ball. He can finish around the rim, and he gets to the free throw line a lot. So that, that's the guy I want the ball in my hands. I know Io is supposed to be your go-to guy, but Felice is the guy I kind of trust in those situations, Derek. Yeah, he made plays late. He he got to the rim. Obviously, he has good body control. He's strong. He can absorb contact, and, and yeah, he finds a way to finish. And also, I get Trent Frazier a few more shots. And I think that that is something that four or five from three tonight. Yeah, exactly. And he was nowhere to be found late. Uh, it, it just seems like maybe simple is better for this offense. If you can get Io and Andres going downhill and, and kicking out to Trent and have Kofi rolling, it just that just seems like it's something that it seems simple. Here's the thing with Underwood. I think he's such an intricate coach. 
right? But these guys don't look like they're having fun playing that way. I don't know if that's looking into it too much. But this is kind of a simple team to me. I mean, pick and roll, like get out and run, like that's where this team can really succeed. And it feels like there's so much thinking, so much slowing things down. That doesn't work. At the end of the day, they got to play better defense, right? But offensively, I do agree simpler would be better. I think so too, and you're not getting, you know, transition is pretty simple, and you're not getting those same opportunities uh, off of turnovers. Of course, you can also defensive rebound and, and kick it out and, and get out on the break. But yeah, it, it just seems like, as you mentioned, this team is thinking way too much, not playing uh, in a flow and a comfort overall, and there's just too much offensive talent for them to be uh, going through the struggles they are right now. All right, we come back. Let's uh, preview a little bit. Maryland, I think you're heading out there, right, Derek? And then Michigan, we'll talk about that. Two top five opportunities that can make you forget about this game, and they need to make up for it. All right, I mean, you dug yourself a hole. We've seen this in the Big Ten ACC Challenge since the John Gross era begun. They only won one. Big Ten ACC Challenge the last seven years. It's ridiculous. It just puts you in an early hole. It's not like they've played great opponents either. Um, And so you just got to make up for that game. They got two opportunities to do it, Derek. But the way they're playing, I mean, yeah, sure, they can play with anybody in a certain half. But can they put two halves together? They come off a win over Maryland last year. That might give them some confidence going in. But Maryland number three in the country in this week's AP poll what do you think of that matchup and what needs to be corrected? What's the one thing that needs to be corrected to compete in that game? Ball screen defense. You saw what Chris Likes did. You're going to have nightmares of what Anthony Cowan can do because Chris Likes is as quick as any guard in the country. Anthony Cowan might be the quickest guard in the Big Ten. And him being able to kick it to shooters that Maryland has on the perimeter, uh, Ayala, Marcel, uh, on down the line, and then, of course, Jalen Smith is, is a a force that you didn't have to face against Miami. You're going to have to see that against Maryland. And this has not been, during Brad Irwin's tenure, a good road team. They're 2-16 and 16 in Big Ten games on the, on the road. Of course, you knocked them off in Madison Square Garden. But it starts defensively. If you get burned like you did early on in this game or throughout really the duration, if that happens at Maryland, and that getting that building going, it's going to be really tough to pull that one off. Uh, and then Michigan. Uh, Juwan Howard might be a problem in the Big Ten. Um, I, I'm I'm not surprised Michigan's good because I love Xavier Simpson and John Teske. That's just a great one-two punch of veterans, tough kids. And then Isaiah Livers has taken the next step. But what stood out most to you about that Michigan team and, and what would be the biggest issue? One of my issues tonight is as good as Kofi Coburn was, and we didn't talk about it a lot, 23 points, 8 of 8 from the floor, made 7 of 8 from the free throw line. He only had four rebounds tonight. Two on the offensive glass. I know Miami didn't miss many shots. That's a problem because they don't have very good bigs. The next two games, you're going up against some great bigs, and John Teske has the chance to punk him because that's a tough senior player that's really good. Yeah, and they can put him in pick and pops. Teske can knock down threes. Uh, he's going to give Kofi a big-time challenge, and, of course, it's not going to be as easy scoring on the block when, when Teske is defending with Michigan. They have a lot of things that Illinois doesn't have. They have a plethora of shooters. They're very good defensively. They have rim protection. Of course, Kofi provides some of that, not definitely to the extent of Teske. And they're playing free and easy and confident, and they look really, really comfortable. I mean, they're, they've played as hot as any team in the country this past week, knocking off North Carolina and Gonzaga, not just knocking them off. They're up 20-plus in the second half against those teams. It will be interesting to see how they play against Louisville, but – Michigan looks like a bear right now. Did not expect him to be that good. Isaiah Livers might be one of the most improved players in the country. It's tough, but now you got to make, as you mentioned, you got to make up for it because if you start 0-2 in the Big Ten, 
and then resume it at Michigan State. Purdue comes here, and then at Wisconsin. If you don't have a quality win in the non-conference, I don't know where it's coming from. Right. You're behind. Yeah. You're in a hole. Yeah, and you got to go what twelve and eight in the big time. I mean, it's it's early. Yeah. But you need to make up for it at some point. So my my question to you, Derek, is if we had a worryometer, one to ten, how worried are you about this team? I think I'm at a seven or eight already mm-hmm. it's at least a six it's at least a six it's probably a seven yeah because it, your best win in the non-conference the rest of the way can be mizzou i don't think mizzou's a tournament team and are you going to beat them and you don't know <laughs> you, you don't that's not a guarantee right now and, and you just can't uh, afford to start slow and the way the schedule is set up doesn't provide you with a lot of opportunities now looking back at the grand canyon win grand canyon is terrible your best win right now is hawaii who you beat by 13 were tied at halftime, and they're 160 in the Ken Palm, 170 yeah. something, something like that. That's a it's a soft schedule, and yeah. and you've lost the two actual tests, and this one really shouldn't have been that huge of a test. And the Big Ten looks tougher than maybe we envisioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ohio State it's going to be really tough. Uh, Penn State, Penn State's look better than Illinois right now. So uh, there's still a lot of season. But, I, but I'm worried. The, the fact that they've you know had the Italy trip and all the practices leading up to that and uh, that there is this much pieces coming back and they're still having issues offensively and defensively. I don't know if they're a good defensive team. I don't think they are. That's, that's where I would lean right now. Like, what is the identity of this team? There it is. Bingo. <laughs> they don't have one. Yeah. Like, last year, I knew what their identity was. Like, they weren't very good, but they forced turnovers. Right now, I think their identity is Kofi Coburn. It's it's your freshman big man who continues to produce. That's not a good thing for a team that's got Io DeSumo, Andres Felice, Trent Frazier, Georgie Bajanshville. And I think Trent's had a really good year. I think he had a offensively really good game today. But that's an issue when it's all about Kofi Coburn. Like that's become your identity. And kudos to him for that. But defensively, I don't know what you rely on. And offensively, you're just a mess right now. Got to make more adjustments. They've changed how the offense is, uh, at least – in part, forcing it down inside, they still run the spread. I, I would lean more towards high ball screen, dribble flow. Uh, defensively, you've changed your principles, but you can run anything. If you can't stop the dribble drive, if you don't know scouting reports and, and don't get out on shooters, you're not going to be able to, to get enough stops to win games. So, uh, again, we, we just mentioned a lot of individually talented players. Can Brad get them to be – and we, we've talked about this before. He's recruited well. He's brought in talent. Can you make the the sum better than the parts? And we're not seeing that. It's amazing how successful he was at Stephen F. Austin. And his one year at Oklahoma State made adjustments, changed that team to turn it around. He's not found that here yet. And now in year three with his talented roster – he needs to step up, right? Like This is a big time for, for Brad Underwood for his program. I'm not trying to sound the alarm too early here, but, I mean, these are two huge games. you got to get one of these. You need a marquee win already on this schedule. Yeah, you hope that for the football comp that this is Eastern <laughs> Michigan and that Wisconsin's coming in one of the next two. That, that's what you got to hope. I know, again, yeah, it's early, but – at the same time, this team needs a sense of urgency. I think they've played it a little yes. too cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that both- Georgie after the game, Andres yeah. after the game didn't sound too worried. Brad, you could tell Brad was a little worried after this game, yeah. but didn't try to sound the alarm. They should be. They, they should have a sense of urgency because you only got 32 games. Yep, and who knows what the roster looks like after this game, after this season. And, yeah, Brad took a lot of blame, which he, he said everybody should be accountable. That makes sense. But if they're not – you know, getting it done in practice and not focused and, and not getting up for games and shoot-arounds are sloppy. And 
Alan Griffin was late for a shoot-around last week. Something's got to change. Something's got to change in that locker room, and they have enough talent to get it done, but there's there's a lot of concerns right now. Brad Underwood's searcher for answers, not a good sign. We'll see if they can figure it out because they got two huge opportunities, and I look at them as opportunities, not scary, because they need uh, wins like this and games like this. We'll find out what Illinois has got. They came back in the second half, made a response. We'll see if they can turn that into a big game. Um, yeah, two bad losses. You had Northwestern and now this one this week. Illini fans, not too happy, but we're going to cover the heck out of it here at IlliniInquirer.com. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us. You looking forward to a trip to Maryland? Been a while since you've been out there? Haven't been to Maryland before. So, uh, went to D.C. Went to D.C., so yeah, I guess technically ge- ge- geographically I've been, I've been in the area. But uh, to the College Park, should be fun. Maybe SVP stops by. But uh Hopefully it's a game. Last time I was there, the uh, rodeo was in town. So oh, enjoy nice. that. Enjoy that. Uh, Derek Piper heading out to Maryland. we got a lot of recruiting stuff to cover for Illinois football as well as they have a huge official visit weekend. We'll have it all for you at IlliniInquirer.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.